An intelligent person sees his suffering and wants to know why. He thus becomes motivated to seek a solution to the problems of life. He seeks liberation. That is the beginning of spiritual life. Yeah. Because it's a spiritual solution, isn't it? There's no material solution. Yeah. And that's the beginning of the whole spiritual journey. Yeah. That's that's why we keep saying break trail. <laughs> yes. Get out there. Yeah. Yeah. Break the trail. Go in a new direction. Don't be afraid. There's nothing to be afraid of. In spiritual life, there's nothing to be afraid of. It's material life that we should be afraid of. Hi there, I'm Ruben, and you've tuned into the Breaking Trail podcast, where we learn to navigate life's journey through ancient wisdom. And today's talk will be about how to uh, find the eye of the storm, referring to the that calm place in the center of the disturbances, external conflicts, or the internal worry and anxiety. How to find a place where I can actually rest. So happy to have you here, and we're gonna start right now. I wanted to talk about the. <laughs> The eye in the storm. You know, was it was it two years ago when we had that talk with yogameditation.stream we had in the eye of the storm? We had it. I don't know when it was, but yeah, mm. we did have it. No, we had it. And it was very popular back then and it was sort of nothing and it was nothing going on. <laughs> no, no. That's exactly what, what I was gonna the point I was gonna make. <laughs> oh. Back before the storm. Exactly. Exactly. Just like the potential of, you know, if there's a storm, then you need to find the eye of the storm. Well, here it is. So <laughs> you might as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely a storm raging right now. Yeah. On many fronts, you know, the, you know, some people focus on just one storm, but there's you know, multiple storms at the same time, right now, you know, happening. And it's affecting the lives of, you know, people all over the globe. And some some storms we don't even know about. I mean, because it doesn't make the mainstream media, you know, we don't hear about it because it's not, you know, going to attract enough attention. It's not going to get enough viewers. Or people just don't care because it's in another part of the country, I mean, world that that doesn't affect them directly or whatever. Yeah, yeah it doesn't exactly. have a big economic impact. Or, <laughs> But the people that are in that storm are getting blown left, right, and center. Yeah. Well, I mean, just like a hurricane comes through the Caribbean. And, you know, you're sitting in Norway and... And I'm over here in Central Asia, and, you know, we read about, yeah, yeah, you know, Bahamas gets hit or, you know, some different islands and whatever. Yeah. And, oh, it's bad, maybe a few pictures appear. But the people on those islands, it's a whole nother level of involvement. Yeah. And, you know, their house is getting blown away, maybe their their loved ones are dying or... You know, they're severely injured for life or they lose all their possessions, whatever. 
Yeah. 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 So, you know, I guess the point I'm trying to make is there will always be storms in the material world. <laughs> you know, because that's how the material world is designed. And you cannot change the design of the material world because we're not the designers. We're not the creators. We're not the people who put it together in a certain way. Yeah. We, we, we don't get to decide how it's going to be. <laughs> we just have to no. live with it as it is. <laughs> yes, exactly right. You know, <laughs> and, you know, there will be different times when, you know, we'll be affected more than others and the suffering will be closer to home or greater in our personal life, etc. And so we think, oh, this is the big storm when the whole material world, <laughs> the storm center. <laughs> you know, I'm laughing, but it's not funny, you know, and it's, it's, it's affecting so many people. Yeah. So, you know, Ruben, you just sent me that song. I want to read a couple of... Sure. A couple of... Mainly the chorus. I mean, there's so many verses that are very relevant you yeah, know. yeah. But uh, you know, the the name of the song, by the way, is in the eye of the storm. That's <laughs> the title of this of the, and that's why, you know, it's it's so, you know, almost <laughs> perfectly tuned to this presentation. Mm. You know, our little discussion. Yeah. But anyway, it says in the chorus, which is repeated several times. In the eye of the storm, you remain in control. In the middle of the war, you guard my soul. You alone are the anchor when my sails are torn. Your love surrounds me in the eye of the storm. And of course, you know, it's talking about this divine control, this divine protection. And this is what people, you know, just don't turn to. You know, we're looking for all these temporary solutions to the storm. You know, a, you know, the hurricane, oh, well, let's have a, a safer basement to go into. You know, or, <laughs> you know, in the war, let's have a another place we can escape to or let's, you know, do something to, to counteract the storm in one way or another. But, you know, even when it's dire and, and our lives are like, or meaning the, the time we, you know, we remain in the body, our lives basically are eternal self, but, you know, what we call our life in mm you know, our material understanding of things is the time we spend in one particular body. Right. So even when it's so much danger that at any moment our body can be destroyed, we still are trying to solve the problems in some material way instead of just taking shelter, you know, as the song says, in the Lord. And it's, it, it always is, you know, amazing to me <laughs> how hard it is for people to accept that's the only real protection. You know? Yeah. 
well, well, then it's quite like you say funny. It's not funny, but it's tragic that you find shelter in all the other things that are obviously temporary and obviously not gonna take yeah. you know give you real shelter. <laughs> yeah, but those things mm. seem more real and seem more you know logical to put your shelter in. <laughs> And let's say it does provide you with some shelter, you know, some relief, some protection. You know, you make it through that storm. And, and so the next storm that comes, and it will, <laughs> then you just, again, use the same method of protection yeah. or shelter or solution. Yeah. You know, we just, we just don't get it. We don't understand that it's not going to work. You know, in this song, it's just like, you know, there's many, <laughs> there's many good points. You know, let's see if I can see it. Uh, let me see. You know, I don't. I, uh, uh. When the test comes in and the doctor says, I've only got a few months left. It's like a bitter pill I'm swallowing. I can hardly take a breath. You know, so here you go. You got through many storms in life, and here's the cancer diagnosis. You know, and you've only got a short time to live. What are you going to do? You know, look for another, you know, type of chemotherapy, you know, enroll in another test of a new chemo drug that might work or... Or what, you know? I mean, it just doesn't happen like that, you know? Yeah. And here, here's a, another part of that same thing. And when addiction steals my baby girl and there's nothing I can do, my only hope is to trust you. I trust you, Lord. You know, we are not in control. Things are really not in our control. You know, and so the cancer or the, you know, the the drug addiction, so so well put, steals away my baby girl and there's nothing I can do. You know, I put my faith in you. There's nothing I can do. My only hope is to trust you. I trust you, Lord. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's a, yeah. that's a, a key point, I guess, to realize that I'm not in full control on my my natural position. I, I don't need to be in full control. Like I can trust that there is a plan and it's all Yeah, like we spoke about before. We haven't released that episode before, but I guess people have heard it maybe in previous podcasts that our position is not to be the dominator and the and the controller. But I guess I was thinking about that before the podcast because we also hear and, and learn and try to inspire people as well in this podcast to I mean I, I've heard and I try to we try to share that you need you you need to take control of your own life to some degree you need to like make the changes that you need to do but but then how to balance taking control of your own life but also letting go of control <laughs> you know what I mean well yeah because you know the the main thing I think we need to make clear to everyone, including ourselves. Con take control of our life means to turn our life over to the controller. You know, that's, that's the hard part. Instead of trying to be the controller, 
turn our life over to the controller. And then that's really taking control of my life, my future, my destiny, my everything. Because like you just pointed out, we are eternally dependent. We are not independent. See, I am not independent. I am as far as I have a minute amount of independence to decide where I'm going to place my life. Yeah. But really, I'm totally dependent. Just like a, you know, the child, the small child cannot make it alone. Mm. They cannot. They're dependent on the mother. And the child intuitively knows that. And so he lets the mother take care of him. You know, when the mother, you know, picks him up, he's not afraid. He trusts the mother. He's not thinking, oh, I don't know. My mom might drop me, you know, and he looks down. And to him, it looks like a long ways down to the ground. And he's afraid. Oh, he's not. He's just trusting his mother. That's built in. That's because that's the true position of the soul. You see? And so we have to become like that. You know, what did Lord Jesus Christ let the little children come unto me and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God? You know, we're like little children. Let the children come. In the kingdom of God, you know, it's obvious who is the protector and who needs protection, you know? Like, who is the controller? Who's the guardian? Who's the one who loves us? Just like the mother. Not only does she protect the child, but she loves the child. Yeah. She feeds the child. It's, you know, it's, it's interesting. There's so many things that pop up as we talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually how it is. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember reading, it was quite some time ago. You know, there's a trend now in modern world, especially in the West, you know, that mothers don't breastfeed their children or just a minimal amount of time. And then they, you know, substitute, you know, all the artificial things for that, you know, the different formulas and the whatever, whatever. You know, and so I was reading that they, you know, discovered, quote, <laughs> that there's so much more to breastfeeding in just the transmission of milk from the mother's breast to the child. But there's all this emotional bond and this exchange of love and this feeling of comfort and protection and a certain, you know, warmth and and, you know, just security and, and peace and satisfaction that the child gets from the mother during the breastfeeding. And the mother also experiences all kind of emotional, you know, transmission between her and the child. Yeah. You know, and it's way more than the milk. But now modern society has just eliminated all that or it's just... You know, a certain amount of nutrition, certain amount, these vitamins and these minerals and these whatever. And we just put it in a bottle and stick it in the kid's mouth, and it's the same. <laughs> you know? 
and that's yeah. the that's the breakdown. What we've done yeah. is gone away from what really is necessary in life, and just substituted all this artificial stuff. Exactly. And so, coming back to the original point, if we, you know, divorce ourselves from our loving relationship with the Lord and all the nourishment and protection and guidance and everything, you know, that's there, and the main essence is love, then we're just we're not, we're divorcing ourselves from the, from life, really. You know, yeah. it's all fake. It's all substitute. Yeah. So when the storm comes. We don't even know anything about the eye of the storm. We're just out in the middle and being blown this way and that way and suffering and crying and gnashing of teeth and depression and hopelessness and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But ex externally, and it seems like we're fine, but, but really, we're not. Or externally, it may seem we're fine, or it may be obvious we're not fine. Yeah. But we still don't go to the eye of the storm. You know, that's yeah. where the calmness, the peace, you know, the satisfaction, the happiness, you know, the freedom from fear and anxiety. That's where it is, and we don't even know that exists. You know? Mm. <laughs> Even if we hear it, we don't. It doesn't really make us make any changes and really seek out that eye of the storm. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, it, it made me think something that you said before that in uh, in these times with increased, you know, the nuclear war threat is increasing, and it just that is a very clear. Um, it makes it very, very, very clear that we have nowhere to hide. <laughs> like you're saying, you know, you can build your temporary shelter, but but if such a thing would happen, you know, the, the threat of that is just, well, where, where are you going to go? You can't go to another country. You can't like temporarily fix it. It's it's going to like affect you wherever you go. Yeah. You, you're not. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah you, that's right. You know, and, it's, and you yeah. know, that threat is probably more real than it's ever been. Yeah. And, yeah. and so what are you going to do now? Yeah. You know, there was a, a movie. I remember seeing this when I was in high school, so that tells you how long ago it was. <laughs> but the name of the movie was Seven Days of May. And this was time when there was the Cold War going on. and There was already nuclear weapons to some degree, not the advanced ones we have now, but the idea was the same. You know, in a nuclear war, there's no place to hide. Mm -hmm. So the, the movie was, there had been this nuclear war and the nuclear weapons had been exploded, etc. And the setting of... The location of, was in New Zealand. Mm. And this, this cloud, this nuclear cloud, was coming. It had already encompassed everywhere, and New Zealand was the last place that it was going to reach. And when it got there, everybody was going to die. It was known. It was understood. 
And it was going to arrive in seven days. Oh. And so it was seven days of May. And it, it characterizes a few different individuals and what they were doing in the last seven days. Wow. What, they knew they had seven days left to live, and what were they going to do? Yeah. You know? wow. And one person did this and one person. And I, I don't remember all the details, but I remember one thing. There was one guy who was a, a race car driver. And he went out in his race car, and he just drove as fast as he could, all caution aside. He didn't care because he knew he was going to die anyway. And so he just took it to the limit and beyond. And that, was his, that was his last hurrah, so to speak. You know? so, but in the movie, there was nobody turning to God. Yeah, I was, I was, as far as I remember, I, was, I don't remember that. That's what I was maybe thinking that you would say, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But yeah. But I guess that's what really some people do. <laughs> they just take it, you know, full, no, no limit. Just, just go ahead because you know that it's temporary, or you feel that it's temporary. There's, there's no life after this, and this is it. So I'm just <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah, all in. <clears throat> but. There is shelter, there is protection, you know, and all the different events that come up, you know, family and friends reject you or, an, you know, a hot war, you know, which c could evolve into a nuclear conflict or, you know, the cancer diagnosis or, you know, the devastation of, like I said here, you know, my baby girl, you know, getting taken away by addiction or whatever. You know, what are you going to do? There's there's no shelter here. There's only one shelter, you know, and that's what this this artist of this song is pointing out, that I trust in you, Lord. My shelter is there. And, and I feel safe, you know. I feel like I'm in the eye of the storm. But just... Uh... But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that you you that makes me think about a quote from from uh, from our spirit from one of our spiritual teachers. He he said that love is love is the one thing that can conquer all fear, but love is also the one thing that can remove all fear. No, <laughs> wait, I <laughs> turn it around. <laughs> love, uh, love is the one thing that we fear the most. And but love is also the one thing that can remove all fear. Yeah. And yeah, that's why is it that it's because that's what we need. Yeah, we need to just be able to accept that love, to be able to go into the eye of the storm, to be able to just know that it's there and accept it. But then the the question would be why do we fear love the most? Why is it that that's so hard? I think we could properly answer that by saying in the in our lives that we lead now we don't know what love is. Yeah. We we really don't. We don't know what love is. So what we call love, which is not love, it's lust. You know, our our experience with that subject has led to 
many times great heartbreak or, you know, just failure in different levels and the struggle involved in trying to, you know, get love or hold on to love or make it work or, you know, finding the the happiness is supposed to be there when it's really not. Our experience is not, you know, the dreamland that we envisioned and all of that. Never, we put our trust yeah. and our faith in it and, you know, we totally. become devastated by it. And so we're afraid. We're afraid yeah. of love. But it's not love. This is, this is the problem. It's lust. You know, we've talked about that before on, on some of our yeah. programs. And so what we have to do is at least have enough faith to know there is real love and it's the opposite of what we call love. And love can, can abolish all fear. I mean, yeah. like back to the baby. The baby's experiencing motherly love and there's no fear no there's no fear of the boogeyman under the bed you know you know when you're a little kid now you're not the baby in the arms but you're still a little kid and you got your own room you know and you go into your own room at night and you close the door and mom and dad are in a, in another room and you know maybe you know, it's dark in there, and all of a sudden you start feeling lonely and afraid, and, you know, your mind just envisions the boogeyman under the bed, so to speak. <laughs> you know, something's going to get you. Something's yeah. going to happen yeah. to you. And what do you do? You open the, your door, and your little short legs run down to mom and dad's room, and you jump in the bed with them, <laughs> you know, because you're, you're afraid. And but. You know, once I'm there, you're not afraid anymore. There's no boogeyman, yeah. you know. And if there is, you know, they can protect you. They'll take care of it. Yeah. And so now you can sleep. Before you couldn't sleep. You know, all these creatures coming out of the darkness. Now you just lay down and go to sleep, <laughs> you know. Why? Because there's love there. That's what the point is. That real love, not the you know, artificial, yeah. oh, perverted love yeah, yeah, takes yeah. away all fear, you know. So due to our experience of having all these fake loves and being brokenhearted time and time again, we just think that that's how love is because that's the love that is sold to us in this world. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and another, another point about love is that people misunderstand Again, back to the perverted reflection of love that we call love, is that it takes away my freedom. Yeah. You know? And so we're also afraid if I, you know, give my life to the Lord or, you know, enter into that dimension of a relationship, that I'll lose my freedom. And I like to be that independent, free person, see? But again, that's not love. In love, there's absolute freedom. That's why we have the freedom to come into this world and, and just, you know, be so <laughs> far away from that love and, and forgetful and rejecting it and, 
you know, denying it and all the things because the Lord who loves us unconditionally gives that freedom because love comes with freedom. It's kind of like you said once that who makes the prisons, the the prisoners or the company or government that builds the prison. <laughs> you know, if right. we choose, we want the suffering, we want, can you say that we want the storm? I mean, I don't know if someone would maybe react to that. It's like, well, you're saying we want the suffering, we like the suffering, but in some way we've, we've created it. I mean, we can't blame, we can't blame God for creating it. It's not... <laughs> Right. I mean, yeah, we don't want it, but our, our choices make it so we come into the material world, which is automatically in that realm of suffering and yeah. hard times. You know. And when we're given the opportunity to make another choice, we reject it because of whatever reason, we're too covered, we're afraid, we don't want to lose our freedom. You know, I want to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it. See, But they don't understand in love, you want what you want now is not because of love, it's because of lust. See? Yeah, I see. But when you love, you're, you still want, but what do you want? You want to be with the one you love. You want to please, you want to, you know, be protected by, you want to trust you want to you know give your life over and that's what you want that's your desire so it's easy to do it because that's what you want to do yeah yeah you know that's what love does it produces a desire that is you know fulfilling and satisfying yeah well it, it's kind of like society is is uh giving you the so-called freedom to stay out in the storm, wherever you want in the storm, <laughs> but not the tools and the capability and the the correct influence to enter the eye of the storm. <laughs> so you can have the so-called freedom to stay wherever in the storm that you want, but not enter the eye of the storm with yeah. the calmness. <laughs> and if you do enter, then, you know, you're the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and you've lost, and you've you know you're you're not a success in life, and and you're you know every, people look down at you and this guy, it's not. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, everything is so messed up that ultimately we as individuals become messed up. Yeah. You know, and and there's there's great suffering there. There's great difficulty there. Yeah. Mm. But, and no matter how many times we hear the solution, we're afraid, as you said. Yeah. We're afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and one thing that I was thinking about before, we you know, just yesterday here, we had a yoga wisdom evening about relationships, where me and Lynn, my wife, we were <clears throat> sharing some, some experiences and, and some wisdom for people to, to help inspire people. And one thing that we spoke about which is a good analogy for for this topic as well is that even if we'd make we'd succeed in making the other person perfect which we always most of us you know we strive to to kind of change the other person just like we're changing our surroundings like we're trying to arrange my life in a perfect safe and you know 
place to be. Even if I would succeed in doing that, it still wouldn't satisfy me <laughs> because that's not where where real satisfaction is to be found. So it's it's like a it's a hopeless. I mean, I can or you know arrange your material life in the best way that you can, but don't spend all your you know don't expect that that's going to give you happiness. Basically, don't expect that that that's not where the eye of the storm is to be found. Exactly. So, and that's the illusion that the problems we have is because everything's not arranged perfectly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but isn't that linked to us tending to fall into kind of like a victim um, mentality where we feel like it's not you know my fault, but it's just I'm a victim of the circumstances. It's not we don't want to take responsibility for our own suffering. Again, another thing that we spoke about at the yoga wisdom evening. We need to take responsibility for our own suffering. Yeah, because <laughs> that's the creator of our suffering. Our suffering is the reactions of our previous activities. Yeah. You know, and again, you know, the false ego, the false I, the proud, you know, independent I wants to point the finger of blame at somebody else, some other circumstances. Yeah. It's not my fault, like you said. It's not my fault. Yeah. You know. And you know, you can you can also understand that if you don't accept that you had previous lives, that this is the only lifetime, and you look back on this life, mm -hmm. and you say, well, what did I do to deserve this? Mm. You know, I didn't do things. I was a good guy. I didn't whatever, whatever, mm. you know. So therefore, this is unjust. But when you understand there's many, many lifetimes, and the results of our previous actions doesn't just include, you know, this lifetime, but that lifetime before this one and multiple ones before that, then you kind of say, well, yeah, I don't know what I did in my last life or lives, but I see now I'm reaping the fruit of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you, you kind of are more likely to say, okay, well, if you accept, you know, anything about the law of karma and so on. Yeah, I, I did something that this is the fruit of that. Mm -hmm. So the more knowledge we have of all these absolute truths, you know, I mean, it's real, then the more likely we are to see more clearly. So we need that, you know, education that, that we don't get in the, the normal, you know, educated institutions and world and whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and what's the harm in applying this to your life? You, you will just, there, there's, no, there's no harm involved. There's no risk involved in, in you know, doing that. Yeah. yeah. You know, I remember there was a, a girl, she's a friend of mine, but, you know, she's young. And she had, as she grew up and, and, you know, later in life, she had a lot of problems with her parents. I mean, they they just didn't treat her very well. So 
she always felt resentment toward them. You know, she just had that, you know, victim feeling. I didn't deserve this. And, and so then she learned about karma and the previous lives involved and all that. And she told me that it gave her so much relief because she understood, well, you know, this is just the, the fruit of what I've done previously somewhere. Because in this lifetime, she couldn't see it. Why? Because from very early, you know, she felt, you know, exploited and, you know, treated harshly and et cetera. Yeah. But then she started including, oh, well, it's somewhere back there, you know, this is what I'm getting, you know, now. And so she, it just made everything, she relaxed, so to speak. And she took the blame on herself. And, you know, it improved, and it actually improved the, the family situation as well. Wow. So it, there's great value in this, this knowledge, you know. Mm. And the wars are raging right now, <laughs> literally, you know, and as you say, the the threat of a, a nuclear conflict and, you know, all the, the obvious things and then peoples with their individual difficulties, nothing to do with all that, but just the individual mm. challenges Struggles. they're they're confronted with every day, yeah. you know, and it's a very, very good time to consider this alternative. You know, yeah. Yeah. the spiritual alternative, because we're spirit souls, eternally so, you know, and we should have that eternal love, protection. We should find that eternal eye of the storm, an eternal eye of the storm. I was just going to say, that's another aspect we've spoken about the love aspect to be able to receive and accept that love but another is realizing that we're eternal and we we need eternal shelter not just temporary shelters but something that actually lasts yeah 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 you know and it's real you know that's what we're trying to always impress on people is we're not making this up kind of thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You know. But it's been experienced by certain individuals since time immemorable. Mm. I mean, the person that wrote this song, you know, he understands it, you know, from his experience and, you know, his guidance that he's received along the way from whatever sources he has. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, he's in a different country. He's in, in a whole different you know, dimension of life. But he understands it because it's an absolute reality. Yeah. 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 So. I was, um, I don't know if we should, <laughs> I don't know if we should, uh, <laughs> should, should, should kind, of, kind of round this off or whether we should read this quote from Gems of Wisdom about suffering. Um, well, yeah, read it. I need to get the gems of wisdom. <laughs> I got it if you don't have okay. it. Lynn gets it. You got it? Oh, Lynn will get it. Uh -huh. <laughs> you just, just 
I read it this morning. <laughs> yeah, I, but I, I, I heard, but I, I cannot remember. <laughs> I remember one sentence that, yeah, you can't either. <laughs> well, I don't pretend to remember no, it. No. I remember the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That suffering, what's unnatural is the soul's. It's natural for the soul in the material world to suffer. Yeah. Anyway, read it. Yeah. Suffering in the world is the title. Suffering in this world is natural for the spirit soul, just as, as it is natural for fish to be suffering and unhappy when he's not in the water. What's unnatural is not the suffering, but the spirit soul's being here in the material world. What's unnatural is not that the soul is unhappy here, but the fact that the soul is here. Everyone is suffering. Yet a fool, despite the fact that he keeps getting his teeth kicked in, never thinks twice about the whole thing. An intelligent person sees he is suffering and wants to know why. He thus becomes motivated to seek a solution to the problems of life. He seeks liberation, and that is the beginning of spiritual life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't it all begin with admitting the truth? <laughs> like, like you know, it said right there at the end. It tells you a person admits he's suffering. Yeah, I mean, who are you fooling? You're only fooling yourself if you don't admit that. You know, you're yeah. you're not fooling anyone. <laughs> you know, in the Vedas, it says, you know, that. We're all struggling in the material world. And I remember I, I, I said this to, you know, a friend of mine I grew up with, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so I knew her history, you know, from long ago. And when I said that, she said, I'm not suffering. No, she said, I'm not struggling. Mm -hmm. She said, I'm not struggling. And I knew all the struggles she'd been through with the relationships, with physical traumas, with different issues, you know, and it was still current, you know. And so, but she was, I'm not suffering. No, excuse me. I'm not struggling. Yeah. You know, I just went, okay. <laughs> kind of like the put your head into the sun strategy. <laughs> they, yeah, they cannot admit it. They just cannot because that's a downer. You know, that's a negative. You know, that's like, hmm, I don't like that. Think positive. Yeah. I'm not struggling. You know, you got, you know, two more strokes left on your energy level before you drown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. No problem. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So read that. You got the book there. Read that again, that last part about the... Uh, from the f yet, yet a fool part? Yeah. Everyone is suffering, yet a fool, despite the fact that he gets, that he keeps getting his teeth kicked in, never thinks twice about the whole thing. An intelligent person sees his suffering and wants to know why. He thus becomes motivated to seek a solution to the problems of life. He seeks liberation. That is the beginning of spiritual life. Yeah. Because it's a spiritual solution, isn't it? There's no material solution. Yeah. And that's the beginning of the whole spiritual journey. Yeah. 
That's that's why we keep saying break trail. <laughs> yes. Get out there. Yeah. Yeah. Break the trail. Go in a new direction. Don't be afraid. There's nothing to be afraid of. In spiritual life, there's nothing to be afraid of. It's material life that we should be afraid of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got it upside down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we have that ongoing choice to be a fool or to be intelligent. That's that's our choice. Any moment of any time. Yeah. To think twice about the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, Reuben, well, well, I guess we'd better have a little kirtan. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's the eye of the storm, the kirtan. Take shelter in the holy names. You know, the Veda is always encouraging. Take shelter in the holy names. The Bible says it. Same thing. Our help is in the name of the Lord. You know, the Christians always talk about the name of the Lord, the name of Jesus, etc. It's true. It's not just some catchphrase that's trending. It's absolute truth. <laughs> you know? And that is, well, we have to that do is it. Mon we have to do it. You know, we can't just talk about it and hope it'll happen. We have to do it. So we're going to do it right now. <laughs> yep, let's do it. <laughs> Go Ranga Haribo. Ah uh -huh.
Podcast listeners and viewers should know that mantra by now. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're wondering, it's the D chord. So if you'd like to play it yourself, uh, that's uh, that's yeah, the one. Yeah, just one chord mantra. 
<laughs> so yeah. um so get it mm. so Ruben, yeah, thank you. Hopefully we can all stay in the eye of the storm. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Have faith. There is there is hope. There is an eye of the storm. And yeah. Think twice yeah. about the whole thing. Do do it. Take the opportunity yeah. to to really consider where you're going and when, where your life is heading and where you want to take your life. <laughs> and don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. You know. Well, they say in the aliens movies, believe. <laughs> How did they say that? <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a little house, abandoned little. I don't know what it was. Little concrete small little structure in Crested Butte. You know, and it was nothing inside. And so some kids used to go there and hang out. They put an old mattress in there and a couple of chairs, and they just go in there and do what teenagers do. And they had drawn a picture of an alien on the wall, I mean, painted it on the wall, and they said, believe. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I used to look at that sometimes when I was riding my bike by and go, yeah, <laughs> believe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah, we'll see everybody next time. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being with us. And thank you, Balikadas. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Ruben. It's always a pleasure. All right, Bo, to all your friends there. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. And our Chintamani team sends their hurry bowl to you and everybody. <laughs> All right. Okay, <laughs> namaste, hurry bowl. Namaste. So thank you for listening in. And we really hope that you are able to apply some of this to your life, not just make it a theory, but also in practice in your life. Apply this wisdom and let it let it guide you, let it help you, and perhaps inspire others to do the same. Share the link as well, as Balaki always says, if you if you like this. And uh, make sure to leave a review wherever you're listening or a comment if you're listening on YouTube to make sure that, you know, we hear, we hear, we, we, we hear from you. And uh, or leave your, you know, questions, thoughts, anything that you're wondering about or would like us to clarify. We're really more than happy to hear from you. So uh, I'll see you next time. And, uh, you know, we have an email list. We have possibility of making mini donations everything is available on our website breakingtrail.life so make sure to stay true to yourself and dare to break trail <laughs>